Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm Yo Legazzo and today I'm here with McKay Westbrook. Dude, McKay, we won our first playoff game series since 2012. Um, how do you feel, man? Yeah, feel feels great. Feels uh, awesome to finally be making a legitimate playoff run after so much time. I know, man. That was the, uh, I think that we beat uh, in back in 2012. Uh, Kobe, of course, and then um, we had Kobe, um, and we had beat the Denver Nuggets, and then we faced Westbrook, Westbrook and KD. Yep. Um, OKC, and we lost. Uh, but uh, Lakers won tonight, Game Five. Um, they didn't have Dame Lillard. Uh, we won one thirty-one to one twenty-two, and um, let's. Uh, um, I kind of want to talk about uh, game five, sort of our, our, our post-game reactions to game five tonight. And then um, we'll kind of move on, kind of uh, turn around and, t- and talk about uh, the, the events that happened this week and in, in, uh, in the bubble um, where the games were postponed uh, due, to the bo- due, due to the players boycotting. Uh, but um, let's uh, take a quick break first. So stay tuned and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. Uh, I'm here with McKay Westbrook, and on this segment, on our first segment, we want to talk about the uh, Game 5 um, and what went uh, right for us and what went wrong was going wrong. Um, but uh, we won the game, like I said, 133 to one, or 131 to 122. Um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis combined for 79 points on 28 to 37 shooting. No, missing only nine shots, which is kind of insane. But uh, yeah. let me know what your your thoughts are of the game. Yeah, well, um, obviously LeBron and Anthony Davis stepped it up, played the games they needed to play. Um, they were both incredible. They both shot over seventy percent, mm-hmm. um, and just made it happen on on both ends of the of the court. It was. I, I feel like that's the kind of effort we need to see from them. That's the leadership that we need from them. And uh, it was, it was great. I, I thought they did an awesome job um, where I did have, you know, some, a, a little bit of concern was uh, the involvement 
of the rest of the team. Um, okay. mm-hmm. We, I mean, we we had a, a couple of good standout players. Uh, KCP played pretty well tonight. Um, his his shooting percentage wasn't too bad, right? Uh, right. But hit mm-hmm. hit some key shots that we needed him to hit. Um, Dwight Howard went out and played well. Uh, Kyle Kuzma and both uh, both him and Alex Caruso. Uh, played great for us on defense. I, I can't um, emphasize enough how well Caruso did for us. He made so many, so many great plays, so many great defensive plays um, that got us rolling on the other end. Um, but in in terms of of offense, I I think most of my frustration is probably with uh with kuzma you know i okay. i keep wanting him to be that third that third player i i want it to be a big three you know whereas right now it's it's really just lebron and and uh anthony davis getting it done on the offensive end i feel like right no i um and and it it showed this uh especially in the first half you know we were i guess this this game we were just horrible on the defensive end defensive end um for the first time this series um you know the first four games i i thought we were pretty good on on you know we were keeping the 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 team down you know bef- uh, down uh or below a hundred points, and this this time around they they scored hundred and twenty two, and um, but uh, the, the first four, the first twenty four minutes, you know, the, our first half, I, I just thought that uh, we weren't playing very well defensively, but we did pretty well shooting. We we shot fifty six percent from the field um, in the first half. Uh, I, I like that you mentioned Caruso because I thought Caruso um, he made some mistakes in the first half, but he picked it up in in the second half. And like you said, he he made some really great uh, defensive uh, plays, and I think he had like four steals tonight, right? Um, I think KCP had like three steals tonight as as well. He he did pretty well d- defending, um, although uh, CJ got the better of him with that step back three. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but you can't really you, you, you can't really do anything about that. Um, it's just CJ, you know. Right. Um, it's kind of weird to see Jr. get out there on the floor in the first half. I thought that um, I know that Dion's suffering from a a migraine today, but. Uh, I don't. I just don't know why we keep playing J.R. Smith over Dion Waiters. <laughs> right. Yeah. I. <laughs> I. We were talking about that. It. It kind of feels like um, J.R. Smith hasn't really gotten over. I don't know. Whatever that. That mental hiccup. I don't know. He. He. He has a tendency to have these mental hiccups in the game. You know, mm-hmm. like he right. did uh, with LeBron on the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight, you know, he, he caught, um, a pass <laughs> when he was standing like three, he's like three feet outside of, Dude, like three of bounds, feet. you know? <laughs> yeah. He was like way out of bounds, you know, it wasn't even close, like just foot on the line. He was way out of bounds. So I, you know, I have the same feeling as you, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's a great idea to, to have him be part of, um, you know, at, at least a crucial part of of our lineup. Um, I would much rather see Dion Waiters, like like you're saying. Mm-hmm. But um, I 
you know, I, I feel like um, tonight part of our woes had to had to do with Portland just lighting it up behind yep. the three-point mm-hmm. line. They, mm-hmm. they killed it. They um, shot nearly 50% from three. Uh, Carmelo Anthony and uh, CJ McCollum both stepped it up tonight. Um, rolling, dude. Yeah, they were killing it. And, uh, you know, I've really started to gain some respect, too, for Gary Trent Jr. He's yeah. he's a baller. Uh-huh. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great um, I like too. Yeah, I, I really like his game. Um, I I thought uh, – but I thought Carmelo Anthony and, and CJ McCollum – both really stepped it up in absence of Damian Lillard and uh, they made it rain and they kept it close, even though LeBron and Anthony Davis were absolutely killing it tonight. uh, They, they kept them in the game. Yeah. And I I think that, uh, um, you know, uh, part, uh, you know, we can give them all, you know, the credit for, for how they played offensively. But, but I think that a major part of, how they were like, they were able to do that was because of our defense. We just uh, I just keep going back to defense. I think that um, uh, and, and maybe I'll watch this this game again. But it just looked it it just looked like it was like a pickup game, you know, <laughs> for the Lakers. And they were going through the motions of the first half, and then they realized, oh crap, you know, we don't want to lose this and have to play another game against the Blazers. So let's let's pick it up on the second in the second half and and they did and you saw LeBron do his thing um assisting and draw and then also you know uh, drawing the D as he drove to the rim and then passing it right at the, the the perfect moment to the open man and, and it was you know he did that to, with, with KCP and Anthony Davis and you know, and and talk about talking about Anthony Davis, dude. His jumper has been so phenomenal in this series, like, like excellent. Like I, I don't even know uh, how he's doing it. You know, he's he's beasting it down low and, and in the rim, but then um, with his with his jumpers, mid range jump, jumpers, and and also his three pointers, um, he's just he. You know, I, I'm just. I'm just at awe at how he's doing it. And, and um, I just, I just haven't seen it from a big guy like this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think it was after game one, we, we kind of talked about um, the necessity of, of Anthony Davis to kind of get down low and to mm-hmm. be able to get himself going and maybe playing the five. Right. More, right, right. But um you know, there, there's a reason why he likes to play the game that he plays. Um, he, he likes playing like a, a point guard sometimes and he, <laughs> he likes, does. he likes shooting the ball and he's got a sweet stroke. You know, he's, he can, uh, super smooth. He can get man. it done. Uh, I, I, I think, um, it's just a matter of him recognizing when he's on and, you know, like you said, he's been incredible for most of the series at, uh, mm-hmm. with, with his shooting and you know, when he's on and he's hitting them, I say, keep going and uh, keep doing that. But um, if your shots aren't falling, uh, I think it's important to be able to transition your game and to play that, that beast down low, like, like he can play mm-hmm. at the five. So it's uh, right. right. But, but I, I was also very impressed with um, his shooting tonight. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this series, he went 34 points and nine rebounds, uh, which is incredible. And um, I'm sure, I don't know who we're going to face in the second round, but uh, I'm sure that AD is going to be key to, to, to winning, especially if it's Houston yeah. um, because of his length and athleticism. And I don't know if they have anybody that could, that could guard him um, really. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see who, you know, the, the Lakers have um, a couple of days, few days to kind of uh, game plan um, and, and see who's going to come out of the, the Houston Rockets and uh, OKC get a series. Um, I'm betting it's going to be Houston, but uh, you never know, dude. <laughs> you, know, you never know. Yeah, the, the Thunders definitely come out and, and surprised um, Houston and even me. Um, in a couple of games, and I w- I was surprised that uh, they they did as well, but um, they kind they kind of fell apart tonight against the Rockets. And uh, Russell Westbrook didn't have the greatest game tonight, but right. um, I I feel like he'll be a pretty big asset for them being back on the court now. Um, and yeah, I I think it'll be an an interesting matchup for the Lakers, especially since uh, the Rockets play so much small ball you know they got rid of uh clint capella Mm -hmm. earlier in the year and and so they're they don't have a lot of really big men that can go up against 80 or or even um or or any of our our seven footers down there you know so that they're they've got to rely heavily on the three ball and Mm -hmm. um if we can defend that well i i think we'll have a good chance Right, right. I know we're going to likely talk about, you know, uh, preview, previewing the second round in another pod, but uh, I, uh, I just think that uh, might might be a challenge if, if we're going against Houston, especially if you have Westbrook back in full strength and, you know, the duo there with, with Harden and, and Westbrook. Um, uh, we'll see what happens, man. But uh, uh, I'm glad, you know, we got to celebrate tonight. We got our first series win win since 2012. And, um, man, it feels good. It feels good to be back in the winning side of, in, in, in the playoffs. Um, but uh, I don't know if you have any final thoughts. Um, okay, before we move on. Yeah, just uh, I, ho- I hope that we can keep it rolling and and keep this momentum going. Yep, yep. No, I, and, uh, um, you know, like I said, they, they have a few games, games to, or days to kind of rest up and, and prepare for the second round. And I'm sure that uh, uh, LeBron and, and AD are, are, uh, are, are even more confident now that, uh, you know, everybody was praising Portland as one of the top teams in the bubble and, and one of the top offensive teams, but we've we pretty much shut them down and, and uh, you know, We've won four straight games against them, but uh, you know what? That, that that's that's, that's uh, I think that we we did a, that was a good discussion on on, on game five. Um, let's take a quick break though, um, and then we're, we'll talk about the boycott and what went on this week. Uh, so yeah, um, we'll talk to you in a minute. Hi, this is Yoel Legazzo. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating or review. We would appreciate it. It'll go a long way to help us to continue to do what we're doing. Your support means a lot to us. 
We're also on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Come interact with us and join us as we journey with the Lakers on the road to number 17. If you'd like to be updated on the most recent Lakers news, follow us on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop, where we'll give you daily scoop on all things Lakers. Again, thanks for your support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm here with McKay Westbrook. And on this segment of the show, I want to talk about the, the events that happened this uh, past week that led to the games being postponed, meetings to take place, and um, uh, a response by uh, the NBA and the, the, the Players Association. But uh, it just appeared like, you know, this season <laughs> appeared to be on the verge of cancellation, okay? Uh, you know, um, even... You know who who would have thought that this would would happen? They had COVID nineteen pretty much taken care of, and you know not spreading within the bubble. Um, but uh, something happened, and uh, it stemmed from you know the, the events that took place place in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin. Um, you know outrage ensued, and this followed with protests, and then of course this uh, uh, this affected the. It, shook things up in the bubble, I guess. Uh, um, but uh, I'm going to go through sort of this t- the timeline of events, but feel free to comment here and there on this, okay? Yep. Um, Wednesday uh, afternoon, right? Uh, Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks didn't appear on the court. Um, Orlando Magic did. They were shooting, and they, they even had uh, some Bucks players shooting uh, uh, pregame, but... Uh, they didn't come out and uh, they boycotted the, that game. And this created a domino effect for the rest of the games that, that uh, day, including the Lakers game five. Um, and then that led to the NBA just really postponing the rest of the games for uh, that Wednesday and, and, and Thursday. Um, but on that Wednesday night, they did have a meeting between the players and uh, uh, coaches and um, trying to figure out what, what what's uh, going on here. And it appears, okay, that there was um, some, like LeBron James, who was frustrated or cut, caught off guard by uh, what the Bucks did here. Um, and uh, I, I guess, you know, from LeBron, uh, reports say that he was kind of frustrated at uh, the Bucks because they didn't have a plan of action that would kind of warrant the players uh, um, doing this. Um, and, um, you know, if, if there was something that they're, uh, uh, if they were going to refuse to play, you know, what's the end game here? What are the demands? That was sort of the LeBron's question here. Um, it, it sounded like, or reports were, that uh, LeBron and Kawhi and Lakers and Clippers uh, were all in to cancel in the season. Um, and then it kind of just, you know, that Wednesday night, they, they kind of just, you know, um, had to, uh, uh, there were just too many emotions. And so they closed the meeting and, uh, and tried to meet again the next day. But uh, let's stop here. And I want to talk about, uh, um, if, if these reports are true, 
about LeBron um, being frustrated with the Bucks. You know, what, what are your thoughts here? Um, do, you, do you think the, the Milwaukee Bucks handled that situation correctly? Well, uh, I mean, I absolutely understand from LeBron's standpoint, you know, the, the decision of whether or not to continue uh, through the playoffs was made beforehand with everything going down with coronavirus, with everything that was going down with, um, you know, social injustice. Uh, they, they had already made the decision what they were going to do as a league. And I think LeBron's frustration comes because they, at that point, they weren't acting in solidarity, you know, sure. the decision-making mm-hmm. had, had come before and they had already decided that they were going to use their platform to, to speak out about the things that were going on mm-hmm. in their community. And uh, when, when the Bucks took it into their, their own hands, you know, they, they started making decisions that were going to affect the rest of the league. You know, they, in essence, forced, all the other teams hands um, right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you know, the, the, the whole um, purpose with this requires for them to, to stand together and to um, all act as one. And if they're, they're not doing that, then it kind of cripples their, their, in, their entire thing, you know, so I, I I understand why LeBron James would be frustrated that they acted out alone without coming together and kind of consulting everybody. And mm-hmm. uh, right. I I mean, it makes sense to me. Right. No, I, I I mean it makes sense to me. And and honestly, I'm I'm a little, uh, you know, I would I would have uh, agreed with LeBron here. You know, kind of it's kind of annoying that uh, uh, Bucks how the Bucks handled that and um, they should have communicated with the rest of the players um, and, and the playoff teams before they took action on that. And, and I don't think they thought through it. Um, um, but, uh, and it, it left uh, the rest of the NBA and LeBron to try and figure it out. Um, I think that's a, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a lesson learned. I think if, if this happens again, uh, if players and teams, you know, uh, with what's, with uh, anything that's going on in in the world, I think, and what they're trying to take a stand on, I think it's they're they're gonna um, communicate a little bit better and 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 do and handle it a little better than what the Bucks did. But uh, um, moving on, I think that uh, on Thursday there was you know the meetings held on Thursday, and ultimately the NBA players agreed to continue playing this postseason, but. They wanted to find new and improved ways to to, to make, uh, you know, social justice statements, um, and you know there were several players who who were for canceling the season. Um, so several of those players, like uh, and uh, this was reported, like LeBron, um, realized that you know also that there were players who couldn't afford to not play. Um, and also, uh, you know, many of the players believe that, you know, the, this leaving the bubble would take away their, their platform, like you said, um, and to, to speak out and, and, and try to make uh, change and, and, and aw- uh, create awareness. 
um, in a big stage like the playoffs. Um, it looks like uh, even uh, Michael Jordan was involved in the meetings. Barack Obama, uh, LeBron even had you know had uh, uh, um, last words on uh, a message to the owners in that meeting uh, to try to. Uh, get them to the owners to be more proactive and as a result we we have a a, a joint statement um a commitment basically by the nba and, and the players association um to to do you know three things it, one is immediately establish a social justice coalition coalition um that would feature reps from players coaches and governors um they'd uh convert some of these their arenas to voting locations and create ad spots in the playoffs and um, to, to promote uh, civic engagement. Um, the third one, you know, I thought they were already doing that. Maybe, maybe they're, you know, they're going to get uh, more, uh, uh, more into that or, or, or uh, expand what they're we're trying to do. But uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on, uh on the end of the day what they did here um uh, and uh how this all played out well um you know i i think it, it's important that they all came together and and sure. met about mm-hmm. it and talked about it um be, because honestly um you know you you can't let emotions uh drive what you're doing um it it was a very emotional thing and uh that that kind of led i feel like led the bucks to to act out spontaneously and and kind of rashly and um i i think it's kind of a bad look because they um in in my mind took the league hostage you know mm-hmm. okay and uh if there's going to be a group decision not to play then they make that group decision not to play mm-hmm. but i don't think it's fair like you said to some of these players who who aren't as big who who are reliant on on the income they're going to be making in these games to be able to to survive and move forward um you know a lot of a lot of these uh these uh other other pieces that are part of teams especially you know the players that that don't get a lot of playing time mm-hmm. uh their time in the league might be much more limited than it is for these star players and right mm-hmm. um they don't have nearly as big contracts so it's it's extremely important for them um, and, and can be seen as, as selfish for, you know, a team like the Bucks who, who's number one in the league and probably has, uh, you know, their players are, are fairly guaranteed um, to continue to, to cash out because they're all doing so well. Um, so I, I, I think it's important that there's communication between them, that they're all on the same page and that these kinds of things don't continue to happen. I don't think it's fair for the players. I don't think it's fair for the fans. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully nothing else happens like this and uh, the games will continue. Right. No, I, I, I agree with, with your points there. And I think to add on to that, I think and just uh, um, uh, overall, I think I'm, I'm, I'm um, even with with all that went on, I think I'm, I'm proud of, of our players and and um, and uh, the, you know, the rest of the players that, that are in the playoffs. I think this, you know, this is not what they signed up for. Uh, a lot of these guys work their entire lives to be in this position to play basketball. Um, and some of these guys are vets and will be retiring soon. Like, and, and some of them are, are young guys, like you said, with futures at their at stake. Um, but uh, they were willing to sacrifice it, all of it for their beliefs and um, in seeking social equal- equality. And that's admirable, no matter, you know, which side of the line you vote on, um, you know, having a passion and, and, and try and, and, um, giving it all up, uh, your, your, you know, basketball, um, your number one priority for, um, for, for these, for these, uh, these social uh, movements. And, um, but um, I don't know. I, I think that uh, we did that discussion pretty well. I, I don't know if you have any final thoughts, McKay, uh, on this subject before we, we wrap it up here. No, absolutely. Just uh, I I agree with you. Um, regardless of of what side you're on, you know you got to have respect for for people who have convictions to to uh, you know do do what they're gonna do. Um, I I'm just happy that they they made the choice to to continue and and play right. basketball. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> Just as basketball fans, I think that's that was that was pretty important for us. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, I think that's it for today. Um, next ev- episode, um, we we're probably going to preview the preview the second round matchup against either the Rockets or the Thunder. We'll see what happens there, and uh, I'm sure the Lakers are going to be taking notes as, uh, and watching these these uh, uh, games. Um, maybe next couple games, we'll see if, if the Thunder pull another win here. But uh, um, guys, let's end it here. But make sure you follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Follow, subscribe, and give us a five star review if you thought this uh, um, if you thought this episode was uh, great. Um, uh, also follow us wherever you listen to your uh, wherever else you listen to your podcasts. We'd appreciate the following the reviews and help us continue to do what we're doing. We're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. Um, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you next time. Games in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.